0: Hello and welcome back to the edition podcast. As if I'm your host, Charlotte Henry, I'm very, very pleased to have you with me. I'm also very pleased to have with me one Jeff Gammett, who I had a look back, and you have not been on this show for more than a year, Jeff. And I think that, frankly, is slacking.
1: I I agree. And uh, well, and apology who, accepted. Who do we pin this on?
0: Ah, uh, well, this is an interesting question. As the person that makes produces. And invites all the guests on the show. Technically, it's my fault. But obviously, it's your fault.
1: Uh, Obviously. Um, I I apologize for being negligent and derelict in my duties as a podcast guest.
0: Thank you. It's apology accepted. Um, We've got a fun show coming today. Because we've done a lot of like the big strategic things. Which is important. Because that's what we like to do with the show. But we also like on this show to have chats and look at the content side of things so basically we decided to discuss the shows jeff and i have and movies there's a couple of movies i think you're gonna chuck in there jeff the things that we have discussed and enjoyed uh the most during the first kind of few months of 2023 because there's been some very very good stuff that's come out um i'm gonna kick it off and i i have been thoroughly i haven't quite finished it yet but I've been thoroughly enjoying shrinking on Apple TV Plus. It's got mm-hmm. Jason cigar in it. It's got Harrison Ford in it. I don't really know what else you want. Um, and it's just thoroughly enjoy. It's, re- it's by Bill Lawrence and the team that made Ted Lasso. It's much better than certainly the current season of Ted Lasso. It's actually got jokes in it for a start. Um, which you know is pleasant in a comedy Um, it's just really nicely done, I really really enjoy it very clever characters, very clever plot lines uh, very just great characters very clever plot lines, good jokes lovely setting it's got that classic Bill Lawrence there's always something a bit emotional and difficult going on Um, but there's also lightness in the darkness, there's comedy is sort of there's happiness it's just really really good it's only a 30 minute you know it's only 30 minute episodes so really really easy to watch as well and I've thoroughly been enjoying it uh have you had a chance to watch
1: it I have not okay, everyone I talk to says I need to watch it
0: yeah shove it on your to watch list I, I'm really enjoying it um I'll chuck it back to you then so what, what have you been up to what have you been watching
1: I'm going to start you off with a documentary series. Please do. And it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, really, really well done. They they tell the story just beautifully. It's called The Invisible Pilot, and it's on HBO. And... Okay,
0: I'm intrigued. Can I get that in the UK, do we think? HBO often becomes now TV slash Sky. Go on, you keep describing it, and I'll check that out
1: okay so the invisible pilot it's a it's a three episode documentary and uh it talks about or it follows the life of this guy who um who was a pilot and eventually just through a string of of life events happening ends up doing a little bit of uh of smuggling and um and it leads to th- this absolutely crazy string of events where where um uh he ends up apparently committing suicide and just disappearing and um and then becomes like the the largest uh drug and uh, and weapon smuggler in history. And he's doing it for the U.S. government. Oh. And, I mean, uh, and spoiler so that,
0: alert, but yes, um, well, I it, look.
1: It's not really spoiler alert because because this is all stuff that is out there publicly, oh. and um, and um, I mean, there, there's like like uh, tons of government documents and reports and news reports.
0: Now, so, yeah. when I look for it here in the UK, it seems like it came out. July ish 2022, and it does appear to be on Now TV. Has this only just come to the states? Which kind of seems the bizarre way round of doing it.
1: Actually, it was probably here first, and I'm just slow on the pickup. Okay, for this well, one.
0: there's actually a bit of a theme because I've got a couple of shows that came out at least towards the end of last year that I want to talk about. But that sounds like a fascinating thing that if we missed, uh, is very much worth catching up on. My long term catch up, actually, uh, which is on Disney Plus. Has been mm-hmm. blackish again. A thirty-minute comedy. Big fan of the thirty-minute comedy. Um, it's just, it just follows the story of a family uh, in the US, and it's it's brilliant. It's like the dad works in Adland, uh, the mum's a very successful doctor. There's loads of kids. It's just really it's really funny, but obviously it is dealing, as the name implies, uh, with a lot of issues around race, uh, and it does it. What I like about it, it, it covers really important things, but almost always avoids doing it without sanctimony without kind of preachiness and again maintains the humor whilst discussing really really important stuff about race and racism and inequality and all these issues uh that have become quite rightly so discussed in recent years finally and so it's dealing with all this stuff and just dealing with it in a really quite clever, accessible way, but kind of every episode, you've definitely learned something whilst also laughed. And I think that is a rather brilliant way of doing it.
1: Cool. All right. It is now on my list. I, it... I've seen the name pop up, uh, but you it, it was just one of those those show names that popped up. And there's so many you can't keep on top of all of well, them. Well,
0: this is the thing. And we will come to this because I think a recurring theme is that you have like sort of content overload isn't there when you look at all the different Mm -hmm. apps that we have and the different services that are available and the new things coming that you have to watch and the old thing that you missed that you like i haven't even had a chance to binge the white lotus yet same but that needs to happen right
1: it does yes
0: like white Um, lotus needs to be a thing that's binged quite quickly haven't had a chance to do it yet mm
1: -hmm. and there's
0: just so much other stuff that keeps coming out
1: yeah, it's it's just a flood of content. I
0: yeah. think there should be a moratorium. I think from now until like July, no, let's go to August. No more new stuff. Sorry, they can finish succession. Obviously, that's very important that that happens. Um, uh, but until I think there should be a pause. These services need to take a breath so we can all catch up. We've all seen the same stuff now. And then we can come back with the new stuff. I think that sounds reasonable.
1: You know, it sounds reasonable. Here's the funny thing. That would bring us back full circle to what network television used to be. Because we've gone from dropping into... Well, it used to be you got an episode every week. And then at the end of the season, it was just over. But And all the seasons ran at about the same time. So during the summer, it was all reruns. And... Uh, and then Netflix got us started on binging because they would drop an entire season at once. And uh, and now uh, networks or are, are streaming services are doing the one-a-week thing again. So now all we yeah. need to do is bring back the uh, Everyone Stops for the Summer and we, we've got uh, 1970s and 1980s television all over again.
0: Well, there has been a, a bit of a back-to-the-future thing going on anyway, as you say, because... I mean, we saw it with Stranger Things, didn't we? Netflix uh, not only spread it out week by week to keep people there, they spread mm-hmm. it out over two quarters to make sure the subscriptions lasted over two quarters for the mm-hmm. results. And this this has been a huge change in how things play out of like, as you, as you said, going from week by week to binging, back to week by week we're also seeing some streaming services uh kind of cut back on what they're showing you know reducing Mm -hmm. the catalog they don't want to pay the catalog fees they don't want to deal with it we're seeing that drop back as well particularly at the new kind of whatever it is, warner brothers time warner that one warner brothers discovery
1: uh yeah warner brothers dumpster fire i think that's
0: that's the technical name yeah yeah that's the full name but they pull back a lot of content, including actually one of the shows I want to come on next. But let's keep with this for a bit. Because it is interesting that as we're unpicking this, we're going, yes, this came out this quarter. But also I had to check up, catch up with a whole load of other stuff I couldn't watch when it first came out.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's the great thing about the back catalog stuff is that we can catch up on the stuff we want to. So, at least we still have that going for us which which no one had in the seventies and eighties.
0: I'll take your word for it
1: um great yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> all right so another another show for you actually i'm this is please. where I'm going to give you a movie,
0: oh, please go for it.
1: You have to watch tetris
0: i uh, i intend to i int- i intend to watch it for the next episode of t v plus talk uh, that Chuck Joyner and I will be doing in the not too distant future. So yes, Tetris is very much on the list. I tell you what appeals to me about this. One, obviously the story is kind of interesting. But finally mm-hmm. we're going back to movies that don't take four days to watch. It's a ninety minute movie, <laughs> isn't it? Um maybe two hours. I think it may be it might to be two hours. hours.
1: I don't know. However long it was, it felt like it was mere minutes. Right. When you're watching it. It's um that's yeah, on Apple TV Plus, isn't it? Uh, yes, Apple TV Plus. Absolutely crazy story. And um, I mean, anytime you get.
0: Give you a brief you outline get... of the story because, I mean, it's obviously about the game Tetris, as the title of the film suggests, but give yeah. us a quick outline. Let's save the spoilers, but.
1: No, no spoilers. Okay. So, uh, Tetris, the movie, is the story about. Uh, about getting the rights to the Tetris game for Nintendo. And uh, and the game was written by uh, a guy in the Soviet Union, which means that the Soviet Union actually owned the rights because the, the guy couldn't. And the whole process of trying to, to get rights for the video game, for uh, distribution around the world, I mean that that sounds like like an absolutely boring thing, but it is a bonkers, insane thing, and the fact that it actually happened and, and came together is is just stunning. And uh, and when you watch the movie as it's going along, and they do such a wonderful job of telling the story, um, at, as each thing happens in the process, you're like. How can it get worse? And then you watch the next scene and you see how it just keeps yes, getting yeah. worse. I- I've, the whole seen, process.
0: I've seen the trailer. It does look bonkers. It looks very well done. I'm really looking forward to watching oh, it. It is
1: wonderfully done.
0: Yeah. Uh, as I say, Chuck Join and I will be discussing it uh, when we drop the next episode of TV Plus Talk. So it will go into this podcast feed. It will also go onto the edition uh, and the Mac Voices YouTube channels and the Mac Voices audio uh, podcast channel as well so make sure you're i mean you should just be subscribed to all those things so so go to so you know go hang out in all those places and you won't miss any of that stuff good stuff uh let's flip back to netflix a bit because when i was thinking of the netflix shows i've watched recently the two things were i finally caught up on wednesday oh
1: that was a, a a really fun series
0: I liked it. I didn't love it as much as everyone else loved it, but I did like it. She's mm-hmm. a great character, really well done. The performances, particularly the other youngsters, are really well done. Obviously, Catherine Zeta-Jones' as Morticia Adams is fabulous. I really couldn't deal with the her and Gomez-Adams dynamic. It made my stomach turn a bit. I know they're meant to, but like, it was all a bit much for me to handle.
1: But anyway... You know, I totally get what you're saying. And uh, and even though that relationship felt so syrupy over the top, I loved it because everything they were doing was true to the original yeah. content. The, yeah, yeah. The, the comics.
0: That's why I say I sort of understand that's how it is. It doesn't mean I need to watch it whilst I'm eating, but, like, I get it. That's fair. I, I get it. And as I say, I thought the the central characters and the dynamic in the school and all of that stuff was really well done mm-hmm. and, and and I will definitely watch season two when that comes out I think that'll be very good as well
1: I I, I want to drop a little uh wonderful tidbit about the series
0: okay please um,
1: so go back and just start watching some of the scene well I guess I guess that Jenna Ortega is in every scene because. Wednesday's action every every scene. Just go watch some sure. some of the scenes. She does not blink. No, when the camera's on her. And no, she doesn't. That was an that was a conscious choice by her and Steven Spielberg.
0: It's very very intense. Mm-hmm. So like she's meant to be an intense character, and she pulls it off brilliantly. Is kind of exhausting to watch, but she does it very, very well. So that was kind of the end of 2022, really, that came out. I watched it earlier, 2023. And the other thing I watched actually recently on Netflix was uh, the latest Chelsea Handler stand-up special, which was quite good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I love Chelsea Handler, obviously. I find her hilarious. So the funny bits are very Mm -hmm. good. Again... Gets very political, which is OK for stand-up comedy, so long as you're good enough to make it funny as well. And she mostly is. But again, that was relatively late 2022 as opposed to early 2023. And you and I were saying before the show, are we the problem? or is there nothing that compelling and new still on Netflix? And I'm not sure. So I'm guessing you don't, and I certainly don't watch Love is Blind.
1: Uh nope I'm not watching, I, right? Yeah I'm trying. Which to is the about... reality show on there? Yeah.
0: Which has been like it's been a smash hit. Uh, it looks like there was a big problem with the they meant to have a live final I think and that did not go well as far as I could tell. Um
1: yeah yeah I heard even um um Blockbuster got in on uh on talking smack about it and did a social media post where they said. At least we don't have that problem.
0: Okay. You have to go and explain the backstory now.
1: So the um, the, ba- the backstory is they had all kinds of... Uh, uh, I I didn't try and watch the thing, but no. th- they had all kinds of technical issues with, with uh, making the show actually yeah. happen live.
0: Uh, and, and
1: Blockbuster the... is the video rental sure. company from the 1980s hey. where you just go in and get your video.
0: Well, and the further backstory to this is recently on LinkedIn the other day, uh, Mark Randolph, the co-founder of Blockbuster, did a whole post about how I can't remember which year. It might have been two. I think it was two thousand. Uh, the t- the team at Netflix went to Blockbuster, cap in hand, basically because they'd run out of cash and offered a deal to merge for fifty million dollars. Blockbuster laughed them out the room, and Mark Randolph was like, hmm, "How did that go?" He was much more professional and polite and, you know, LinkedIn appropriate, but that was basically the point. So I'm slightly not surprised that after this went quite viral, I think, on LinkedIn. So I'm not really surprised that after that, Blockbuster wanted to get a little digging. But anyway, so and yes. That's only fair. My point is that just because you and I are not appealed, you know, stuff doesn't appeal to us, doesn't necessarily mean it's not good.
1: Yeah. And, um, I, I just did a quick search because I, I was thinking there have to be shows on Netflix that we should be watching and we're just missing. Right, and and I think it becomes part of the the whole overload thing. Beef, okay um, that that's getting like rave reviews. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes. Yeah, let's see. Just I did also
0: recently watch Feel Good on Netflix, which uh, okay, which is good. Stars May Martin by May Martin, who's very good in it. Um, That's quite fun. But again, not very new. It was me catching up with stuff. And I do wonder if Netflix... Netflix needs to kind of have some big hits, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, they do. I think Beef's going to be a big hit for them. Yes. I don't know how big of a hit Lockwood and Company was, but that was a fun series. It's based on um, uh, a young adult series. Okay. And uh, it's, you know, it's like supernatural, sort of like X-Files, but if it were teenagers, with Ghostbusters thrown in for good measure.
0: Sure, why not? Yeah. So, the, yeah, there's lots of stuff within the back catalogue, and we'll obviously get, you know, the big hits coming back from Netflix. But it's an interesting one to watch, I think, of how much they want to do the big original stuff, how much they feel they can't put the money in to do that. It's gonna, I think it's going to be an interesting one to watch with them. We know, again... Flip it back to Apple TV Plus. That's all Apple does, is by mm-hmm. put money into originals. um You know things like Disney. It's a bit of a mix, isn't it? And obviously they're trying it to get, is. you know, get some fit, the- you know, people back to the cinema, back to the theaters. So that's an interesting dynamic there. Now, we've tried to be high-minded about this, but mm-hmm. the truth is, and I don't even mean this is a derogatory term. I love trashy TV.
1: Uh you know, I'm not, I'm not going ashamed. To, I'm not going to call that uh, a derogatory thing. No, it's... it's not meant
0: to be. Um so my trashy for one of a better phrase, indulgence is NCIS Hawaii. Now, season two has been going on this quarter, it was obviously came out before. It's on Disney Plus. I think it's Hulu for you guys. Do I mean is that right it's in the pr- US?
1: Pr- um it's probably on Hulu in the US. Um, I could go look, but that would involve actually um No,
0: we don't do doing proper work. research and preparation on this right. show. Don't worry about that. No, so I believe it's on Hulu in the US. It's on Disney Plus in the UK. And if you've ever seen any of the NCIS spin-offs, franchises, whatever, you know what's coming. It's exactly the same. It's just set in lovely Hawaii. And it's great. And what I love about it is you basically know, each episode, what's going to happen. The first person you see on screen dies. Then it cuts to the credits. And you have the same core of special agents solving the crime. There's inevitably some kind of explosion and bust up and fight. And everyone goes home okay. Basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know what? There is some comfort in the repetition in shows like this. Is obviously an absolutely... It's basically a goldmine franchises like this, as I understand it. And oh, yeah. there's some real, as I say, comfort in the repetition, and I rather like it.
1: The the formulaic uh, yeah. shows, there. yes, there's big money in that. I mean, this is why the Hallmark Network is so huge. Everything they do is formulaic. You, you watch a Christmas or whatever various holiday movies they make. They're designed so you don't have to pay attention and you can be doing all the other things, and when and when you stop to look and see what's going on you know while while you're baking or cleaning or whatever, and you see part of the scene, you know where you are in the movie, and mm-hmm. yet there's just like this comfort thing that people really buy into for those formulaic shows.
0: I just have a wonderful vision now of you baking watching Hallmark Christmas movies, and I'm really happy with that image. <laughs>
1: um uh make sure i'm wearing like a little apron or something no, with okay, it too stop,
0: stop i know where this no is i'm going. wearing
1: other clothes okay okay yeah
0: let's, let's let's get this back to pg rated but yes that image was really, this is you know we're hallmark talking about hallmark here. Okay, it's pg rated but yeah there right. is something right about the formula formula X shows so long as it's done well i mean i assume csi which i've never really got into is the same kind of vibe
1: um yes. The the procedurals like that yeah. That have been running for like decades. Yes, they're formulaic uh, procedurals.
0: And have like multiple spin-offs and fran- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um talking of franchises and spin-offs, you of course want to talk about Star Trek.
1: Yeah. Obviously. I, obviously. I mean I'm okay I, with
0: it. I mean it's Star Trek is very welcome on
1: this show. So, yeah, so my history with Star Trek goes back to watching the original series and reruns as a kid. And, uh, and you know, that that really has a lot of impact on how you view the world and, uh, and equality and, uh, um, and uh, pacifism. And just, there's just so many things in Star Trek that if you're watching it as a little kid – can impact you so that I've just carried that with me but season three of Picard I mean each season there have been good and bad things and it's the same thing in this one or in this season but if you're someone that watched Next Generation when it came out um, and you went through the entire seven seasons getting to watch this season of Picard it's it's like uh, it's like everyone at, at Paramount and and Rod Roddenberry they're they're saying you know what we didn't give the series the the send off and wrap up that it really deserved Star Trek Nemesis was not a good way to to end the Next Generation uh, cast so let's do it right and uh, and I mean th- there's some really thin points in this season but overall it's just like a, a love letter to the fans
0: i mean i'm much more of a katherine janeway girl myself obviously but yeah I, so until we have a janeway spinoff i'm not sure i'm gonna do it but you mean like I, prodigy I, I, no i just want a show called janeway that's just the equivalent of picard but with her
1: i i would love that i mean i'm i'm glad that she's back in prodigy
0: yeah that is good um,
1: but yeah, I would love to have uh, have a Janeway series.
0: You've heard us Paramount. Now Picard, that's on Paramount Plus.
1: That's on Paramount Plus.
0: Now it's interesting. We haven't. It's taken us a little while to get to Paramount Plus. How do you think Paramount Plus is kind of faring in this streaming battle?
1: I think they're actually doing pretty well overall. Um, I mean, they have the the Star Trek franchise. Yeah, and they've and, got was it
0: Yellowstone and those kind of hits they've got. Yeah, and
1: they 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 they're in a solid place because they have a wide range of content. Yeah, and even though for a certain demographic, it's the Star Trek channel, there is a lot more on Paramount Plus. And if you go poking around and looking at, at what they're making the, if you don't find something else on Paramount plus that, uh, that you don't, or if you don't find something else on Paramount plus that you enjoy, then you are just being um, lazy, I guess. No, it's not a good word, but you're just not looking because there's a lot of really good content there.
0: Yeah. I obviously, Uh, got the Paramount Plus subscription for the L Generation Q, which season three has turned out to be the last season of that, which is kind of disappointing. But it goes to your point to show there's a whole bunch of stuff there. It's a bit weird because some Paramount Plus, Paramount-owned stuff is on different places. And this is a recurring theme, actually, that is becoming more and more difficult to find out where the shows you want to watch are across all these different networks and Susan's, yes, and it's becoming a bit messy. But uh, Yellowstone that we mentioned appears to have been cancelled. There's talk that Warner Brothers Discovery is pulling some of the back catalog content away and cancelled some stuff, uh, as I mentioned before. So it's a bit of an it's in a bit of a funny place. I feel Paramount Plus, um, and I, I, I got a good deal. On the first year, as is often the case, and I mm-hmm. bought it as I say for something I particularly wanted to watch. But I, I'm wondering, would I? It's not the streaming service I jump to when I want to watch something. And I wonder if it's quite. Maybe I should delve back into the Star Trek back catalogue, which I have always enjoyed. But I, I do wonder if it's not quite making impact. I, I feel like it's the one you can dump,
1: basically. You know, honestly, it depends on what uh, what shows you're into Sure I, I, I see some people saying Disney's the one I could dump Others are saying really? Paramount's the one I could dump um, Yeah, so, okay, so on Paramount um, Mayor of Kingstown Yeah um, That's worth checking out um, And um, let's see I'm trying to think of other stuff that's There's on there old right
0: episodes, now. isn't there old episodes of That So Raven? Wasn't that on there? Or was that Disney? Oh, it was um, iCarly that, one's that was Disney. On. That's Disney. It was I iCarly that's the catch up on and red been resurrected on Paramount plus I think all the Nickelodeon stuff.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Because uh because Paramount and Nickelodeon is it?
0: Nickelodeon, I, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um all right. So Ghosts is supposed to be good, 1883.
0: Yes. Um, and that's a sp- is that a spin off of Yellowstone?
1: Oh, uh, that's the spin off of Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyhow, so there's just a couple from Paramount.
0: Right. It feels right. to me like you would get it for a year, binge that stuff, which, you know, good shows. People have enjoyed Yellowstone. People have really liked
1: 1883. Oh, wait. 1923. That's the spin. Well, are they both spin offs? I... 1923. Let's go with yes. It's a Yellowstone spinoff, for sure. That's the one that has Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren in it.
0: Casually, just those two. And also, that's Dame Helen Mirren to you. Uh,
1: yes, my apologies. Dame right. Helen Mirren. Uh,
0: so, yeah, it's... it's. I I think this quarter has taken a bit of a hit because of the way that Warner Brothers Discovery seemed to be scaring it back. We've obviously seen recently the announce of the new Mac service. I don't know how that's all going to play out as well. It's going to be the one worth watching, I think.
1: hmm It's, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. We are living in interesting times for um, uh, television content.
0: It's almost like that's why I designed this show and newsletter.
1: Well, that's clever.
0: See what I did there?
1: I see exactly what you did there.
0: Let's, let's kind of wrap up a bit, because I've enjoyed reminiscing about the shows and i hope listeners have had some shows that they haven't uh, had a chance to settle down with yet uh flagged up to them because there's so much stuff out there mm-hmm. what for you has been the biggest hit you've watched so far this year What what have you really really loved so far what's been the biggest recommendation for you
1: the last of us on hbo okay
0: Talk us through that I don't even familiar. have it's... to
1: think about it it's yeah that was very because that
0: that's also going to be quite a significant one i think just because of what people are going to do with video game ip
1: it is it, it sets a new bar for uh video game ip um it helps that the the way the last of us video game is, was written it flows like a movie anyhow
0: and um, m- Video game fans who are not always, how can I put this delicately, not the easiest to please, particularly when their, in, in inverted commas, stuff gets taken to other mediums, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, have generally received The Last of Us as a TV show quite well.
1: Yeah, that's that's how it's looking to me as well. I I never played the game, okay. and I didn't need to, because everything you need to know is right in, in the episodes. Um, and I and I enjoyed the after uh, episode uh, um, mini videos they would show where they would explain what they did in that episode, where it deviated from the video games, and why.
0: That's a very cool idea. So for yeah. me, the hit of this quarter has been shrinking. I think it's really mm-hmm. great. I think it's really well done. I'm impressed we've got this far and not discussed Ted so I'm going to give you a full 30 seconds.
1: Um, I'm weeks behind now.
0: Okay. I'm pleased you said that because I think that demonstrates something. And again, this will be delve maybe eh, we had a whole Ted last episode, but maybe we'll touch on this on TV plus talk as well. I think this season has been very weak. I would quite like it, a joke once in a while.
1: Yeah. It's uh hmm. call me picky I mean,
0: about my comedy, but I like a joke.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, that that's, that's fair. I mean, Okay, so I think I've seen the first three episodes.
0: Oh, you're not that far behind.
1: Um, okay. I it feels like forever since I have watched an episode, and um,
0: I, I think um, the point point you're ably demonstrating is it hasn't grabbed you in in the same way.
1: Yeah. Okay. There's two things for me that that go into that, and the first one is: did, does the series like really hook me hard? Yep. And then the second thing is, how does the network do at making sure I remember that a new episode yes. is coming up and that the the most recent episode is out there waiting for me? You're not being and, bombarded
0: by push alerts.
1: Uh, right. And, uh, yeah, I'm not seeing tons of stuff oh. like on Instagram or, you know, whatever, like I do with the other networks. So it's easier for shows like Ted Lasso to uh, to – take a back seat for me right now because that's not the stuff I'm being reminded to go and watch.
0: Very interesting. I, yeah, I get the odd push alert, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I think uh, this is a whole different conversation, which we'd have to restart a whole show for, but I think TV plus does have a communications problem in general, but anyway, that's a whole. I'm looking forward
1: to coming back for that discussion.
0: I look forward to having you for it. For me, as I said, shrinking is my big hit, but I can't end this. Without talking about Succession, obviously on HBO Max in the US, Sky Now TV here in the UK. Oh my goodness, I'm still recovering. Well, by the time you listen to this, it'll be two weeks ago's episode. Um, I'm about once we finish recording this, I'm going to settle down and watch the latest one. Oh
1: my goodness. I I want to point out that the majority of the content we have talked about today, yes, is on HBO.
0: Yes, one way or the other. HBO Max slash Sky in the UK. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 And I think that rather demonstrates that however much the other services are taking a swing, that is a very big power base to overcome. When they get it right, mm-hmm. they get it so right.
1: And yeah, and I will be watching closely to see what happens with HBO. Well, now that it's being Max, horribly yeah. rebranded as Max and uh, and lots of weird decisions are being made behind the scenes, I'm wondering if HBO will keep that, that strong lead.
0: Yep. There's an opportunity for a couple of places to come steaming through on the kind of high-quality end as well. Oh, my goodness. Succession is so good. It's just... I mean, I hope they end the series as well as they've started it because the first three episodes... Have been impeccable, just utterly brilliant, are you a fan jeff? you've not
1: or have I, you not been I have not seen a single okay. episode of so Succession. jeff
0: isn't Jeff is never coming back on t v plus or on um the edition or t v plus talk He's banned from all shows that I'm involved in <laughs> that um, that's fair, which is you know it's a shame because I like Jeff very much, but he's just really let himself down. I suppose you should tell people where else they can keep up with you after that.
1: Well, um, so after that, yeah, um, you can find me in a hole in the ground, uh, wailing and gnashing my teeth yep. at uh, at my failure at at uh, at watching the right shows. So Just I apologize wholeheartedly. Just
0: go and binge. Uh, you're on the British Tech Network as well, aren't you?
1: hmm. Yep. Um, so uh, I'm I'm the ongoing long term. Semi-permanent interim host Of the big show and the Mac show Um, Most Tuesdays I'm on Chuck Joyner's Mac Voices Live And you do stuff with Chuck Now too All the time which is so cool Um, Then Dave Ginsberg He does In Touch with iOS And that's on Thursdays And uh, and because uh, uh, Apparently Brian Chaffin is a Glutton for punishment um, We have teamed up and we're doing the context machine
0: The context, which is yes, long may that continue. Uh, I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on the Twitters. Uh, Of course, I hope you're subscribed to the newsletter if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, And you can listen to the podcast within Substack and on the newsletter at theedition.substack.com. You can also listen to the show wherever you normally get your podcasts. Uh, If you want me on any of the social networks, Instagram, TikTok, wherever, I'm at Charlotte A. Henry or at Shah A. Henry. So I hope you'll come hang out with me there. And thank you very much for joining me, Jeff. And I'll see you all next week.